two, one, we're live. Well, hi everyone. Uh, welcome to another one of the uh, coffee chats with uh, various experts. That's bears, by the way. Uh, if you can see, with various experts around the world who can help you to grow your business. Today, we're talking to Jess from Logic Digital. Jess is uh, an expert on sort of the dark art of uh, SEO and all those things which uh, mean so much to other people and frankly mean nothing to me, but she'll explain all of that later. So I'm just going to start, Jess, by saying, you know, would you like to spend two or three minutes sort of giving us a bit of your background? You've got a really interesting history in sort of doing things like video editing and such like. So if you can give us a bit on that and then a little bit on what Logic Digital is, and then we can explore the very interesting topic of what are the dark arts about SEO and digital marketing, which you're helping to explode for small business owners? Awesome. Yeah. So I started my career actually in TV or in the TV side of the world. And I was an editor for their YouTube channels. So, and this was like UK TV. So we're thinking like first date, super nanny, like all of that really kind of cringy um, reality TV. But it was a start. Um, and the thing about YouTube editing is that it's really focused on SEO. It's basically, unless you pay, it's the only way to get your videos seen on YouTube. Um, so I became like a super SEO expert, nerd, geek, whatever you want to call it, um, in that area. And then I took those skills and I went to a YouTube agency where we worked with different toy companies and children's TV companies around the world to get their content seen. And while it was like so much fun and it was really great, what I didn't quite feel was that kind of independent business passion. Like everyone was just hired. They were turning up nine to five, doing their job and leaving. And like, well, that's great. And that really works for some people. I missed working with people who were excited about moving their businesses forward. I missed working with people who were like generally pouring their heart and soul into what they were creating and what they were putting out there for their customers. So I then kind of transitioned into marketing, which is when I joined Logic Digital. And I just kind of really focused on working with either local businesses or independent businesses or businesses you have like a really solid mission that everybody believes in within their business that they can all push forward on together. So they're not just focused on hitting a KPI or, you know, reaching a certain target for the sake of getting their reins. They are like genuinely interested in helping their customers, moving their business forward and growing their brand. Brilliant. So where do Logic Digital find themselves in the world? Where are you based? Um, so we're based in Nottingham, but we work with clients all over the UK. Um, generally, the types of businesses that we work with, we, check, we kind of say the SME markets, but the ones that I tend to like really enjoy working with and tend to almost have the most fun working with are either those startups who are just getting going and are open to almost like any ideas, or the ones who are maybe slightly more established. They've been with a few different marketing agencies before. They've tried a few different things. But now they need to move on to someone else, either just to get some fresh blood, or they want to try some new ideas. They've seen something that we've done, and they want to replicate it themselves. Yeah. Um, and it can be any type of business as well. We've got nonprofits. We've got educational companies. We've got IT companies. We've, yeah, you name it, we can probably market it. Yeah, and that's the sort of real sweet spot of where we are at the complete approach, which is why I think we can really talk about the sort of things that they're trying. So, you know, one of the things that sort of really struck me when we first met was the fact that you're into, in, in the same way that we are to a large extent, you know, helping to explode some of those myths that everybody thinks are sort of, you know, it's difficult to build your business because and you need an expert for this because, you know, and, and one of the, the sort of things I think we both share is we're out to try and sort of, debunk a lot of that and help businesses and give them that advice to get them growing and then you know and i believe from doing that 
we end up getting not only a great name for ourselves, but also people want to come and talk to people like that because they say we, we can trust the fact that you're giving us good advice. So let's just explore that one for a minute. I know one of the things you try and do is give, a, give, give sort of good advice to those sort of businesses you're working with, sometimes to sort of help them understand, you know, there are things that they can sort of take into their own hands and there are things where they do actually need some advice, but it doesn't need to cost the earth. So what are you sort of talking to business owners and, and, and small business people about at the moment and saying they can get and do which is really effective and the cost effective way of really building their business in that SEO digital space. So one of the main things that I'm trying to get people to really look at, especially in the world at the moment where we've got lots of businesses with either less money than they've had before or no money at all, particularly places like charities who relied on donations and people just don't have the spare money to give them anymore, is take advantage of the free stuff. So that's things like um, Google My Business, which for those who don't know, it's that little panel that shows up on Google when you search for a business or if you search for like plumbers near me and it brings up a list of plumbers um, that's what google my business does and it's because people most people use google pretty much everyone uses google at the moment so it's a really cost-effective way because it's free to get your business out there to get it found and to get all of that core information in there as well pretty much at a glance a person can find out what you do what areas you serve what products you offer and what people think of you just from that google my business listing so that's one of the places where I'm really pushing people towards. Like, they will be sick of me talking about it by now, but it is so effective and so useful. And, and you're right. You know, those sort of things are a really great way of getting sort of the beginnings of sort of traction and getting people to know where you are, aren't they? I know yeah. one thing that, you know, I've, I've talked to people about, and they don't even seem to know about Google My Business, which actually it's just crazy that you don't know about it. No, it's really good. I've done, I think for most, like I do a lot of networking groups and a lot of calls and I feel like I made a little presentation where it's highlighted all the different elements that you could do and ways to improve it. And I think that's one of the most requested and also one of the ones that I tend to end up talking about the most because it is so, it's so useful and it's just the fact that it's free is absolutely mind blowing. Like, yes, there are other Google tools that are free, but generally you need either some kind of advertising spend to go with it or you need like a degree in data analysis to understand any of it. And this is one of the genuinely helpful, simple to use tools that Google offer for businesses that are out there. The other thing that I've been trying to push people towards as well is just being kind of educating themselves about the different elements of digital marketing, because yes, you, you know, there are places, like you said, there are times when you will need to go to an expert to get them to help you out with it. Like we don't expect you to be able to, you know, market your business to, you know, a million pounds revenue in, you know, on your own. And if you can, that's great, well done, but we don't expect it of you. But if you have that level of understanding, you can have more intelligent conversations with those marketing agencies. You can kind of take it a step further rather than going to them for straight up advice. You can have, you can ask them questions about what the best route is because you know your business better than anyone else. The marketing agency knows the marketing tactics, but no one knows your business as well as you do. So if you have some level of understanding, whether it's uh, you know social media ads, SEO, Google ads, whatever it is, if you have some level of understanding, you can usually get a better product out of it than if you go in there and just blindly trust them to do everything for you. That is a brilliant piece of advice. I think that's wonderful because you're absolutely right. You know, you you by by having just a little bit of knowledge, not only do you save yourself the 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 time and effort of explaining what you're trying to do to somebody, but also you can have that more intelligent discussion. I love that. I think it's brilliant. 
And what I'm going to ask at the end of this, I will get, I will ask you if you could just give us some links to some interesting sort of articles or some of that stuff. If you can send that to me, I'll post that in the comment underneath this video, which you can find on YouTube or Facebook, and I'll make sure they're both there. And I'll also ask Jessica if she can take the links to this and she can share it with whoever she wants. But what we can do is we can put links at the bottom. And if you need to sort of get hold of any of those or if you need to get hold of Jess, her details will be there. So you'll be able to do that as well. That's it. That's great advice. Thanks, Jess. So what else? What else is at the moment? Are you sort of trying to sort of get people to understand? Because as, you sort of, as we started off by saying things like SEO are important, but sometimes I think people put their, all their trust in it and believe that it will solve all their ills. And it's not quite as um, comprehensive as that, shall we say? Yeah. So SEO is great because it's essentially it's free traffic that you're getting. Yes, it costs you the time of you know the energy that you're putting in there. But it's people coming through Google and finding your website or whatever your resort is naturally. And that's great. But if no one's searching for whatever you're you know, serving them, it doesn't matter how well optimized it is. Nobody's going to find it if there's no audience there to begin with. So one of the things that a lot of people tend to forget is that actual audience building side of it, you know, increasing the visibility, increasing the awareness of, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to push. Um, there are a few different kind of thoughts on this. Generally, right now, I found one of the best ways is actually using Facebook ads. Compared to a lot of the other platforms, they are probably the cheapest and the best in terms of return on investment. Um, that does tend to fluctuate with time. I've just found that over the last few months, and I think certainly over the next couple of months, we'll expect to see a lot of good stuff from Facebook ads, regardless of your audience, because you can be very hyper-targeted on Facebook, which is also really great. Um, so I had a client earlier who, he's a B2B client, so his first thought was to go to LinkedIn. And I was like, yes, theoretically that makes sense, but actually, in terms of the money that you're looking at spending, particularly if you're only looking at spending a small amount, you know, say 30, 50 pounds a month, up to 100 pounds a month, Facebook's probably your best bet to get the best return on investment for what you want to spend. Um, so I've been trying to push people there quite a lot. Um, and one of the good things about that is as well, if you don't have the budget to get an expert to help you with that, there are experts out there who do amazing things. I'm one of them, quite humble. But there are lots of them out there who do it. And yes, they have the expertise, they have the knowledge, and they can probably foresee problems and solve problems a bit faster than you could. But if you don't have the budget for that, you can run a Facebook campaign yourself. It's not massively complex. You might just have to do a bit of trial and error. You might have to do a bit of guesswork or a bit more research than the specialist would have to do. Um, and again, the actual tool itself is free. All you need is the ad budget, which can be, as I said, £30 a month, £50 a month. Um, generally, as long as you're above £1 a day, you tend to be all right. And do you need a Facebook group to do that? Or is it uh, okay to have a Facebook page or, you know... What requisites you need to put in place for a sort of Facebook campaign of that sort of nature? So all you'd need, as long as you have a Facebook page, you can run a campaign, which if you are up on your digital marketing, you should have a Facebook page, some kind of social media presence. Um, so yeah, Facebook page is all you need. You need to link a credit card or debit card to it, and you need to kind of have an idea of what it is you're promoting. You can do everything from promoting a post. You can create something that runs as its own as an ad. You can promote an event. Um, generally, what I've been using it for at the moment is to push people to sign up to mailing lists. So mm -hmm. to say, are you actually aware of this problem? You might not be aware of it. This is why it's a problem. Here's a nice graphic to grab your attention. Want to find out more and stay up to date with it? Here's a really, really quick instant form that you can fill in without leaving Facebook. It takes 30 seconds at most. 
and then you can carry on with the rest of your journey. And those are working really well. They are slightly more expensive than just getting someone to you know like a post or comment on a post or view your post. But in terms of actually taking a step further in that marketing journey, it can be really, really effective for you. That's that's really nice advice. And I'll get your get your thoughts once I know you're about to go on and talk about some of these other things at the moment. So, but I'd like to get you, you sort of mentioned. I think quizzes in there at the moment. I think you mentioned the word quiz in there. Um, you, you can do events. You can do events, events. I was going to say events are really. I think events are a really great way of doing it. I think one of the one of the great ways of sort of helping to promote businesses nowadays. I encourage them to use. Well, I do know that videos. People find a lot, an awful lot of value in getting videos, mm-hmm. short mm-hmm. videos. Brilliant. If you put those on your Facebook page or on your web page, they tend to people tend to spend longer looking at things and they find it more trustworthy if you've got videos. So I think videos is something that's really important. And if you link videos with an event, say a webinar or something similar, you will get much greater conversion. People will be much more interested in sort of learning about you if they can come to an event, find out a bit more about you. But also, you know, for those small businesses you were sort of talking about startup great way of building that personality you need behind it is to do a sort of webinar and a video and people can see that you're not just sort of this bland robot robotic sort of you know big corporate behind the sort of scenes you've got yeah. personality and people like personality on screen it's great to sort of see people sort of engaging with it yeah and it's about as well providing something almost to prove your worth before yeah. asking them to commit so one of the like um, um in the moment trying to put together a bit of a case study about how easily people convert or give their details over when it just says get more information versus when it says we are going to send you this specific piece of information um because i certainly anecdotally i believe and i've seen around that it's much higher when you have that. What we're trying to get is just some definitive evidence so that I can push that on everybody. Because I do personally believe that when you offer somebody something for free, you know, just free download of this, if you give me your email address, they're more willing to do it than, you know, sign me up for this. I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't really know if you're going to spam me. It feels a bit weird. Um, so, yeah, definitely in any way that you can provide value and show that you are a real person with something to offer will massively benefit you. Yeah, absolutely right. Those those lead generation tools are really important in that respect, aren't they? The the absolutely. The, 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 the marketing sort of, uh, you know, very simple to put together. I mean, you know, I got one the other day, which was literally 10 points on a page, but five of those points were something I'd never heard of before. So I got value out of it, despite the fact it probably took that person less than 30 seconds to put together because they are the expert. Let's face it. They knew those 10 points better than anybody else. They had 10 points. It was a single side of A4, nice picture, a couple of other sort of, you know, bits and pieces around it. I sort of want more information, contact me here. And that was just a very free download. My email address got that back. Five of those bullet points I looked at and went, that's interesting. That's kind of useful. And that's all it took. But it meant that, you know, the other thing that I thought was quite useful about that was the picture of what I was going to get was part of the sign up here. So yeah. that you said it went, oh, okay, it's not spam. It's not some sort of, you know, uh, nothing there is something there so by putting that proof that giving that sort of indication that there was something behind it great way of sort of building the trust as you put it the building the trust yeah uh, i know that i sort of talk to people about this thing that i call social proof it's about building credibility isn't it it's about sort of yeah. that sort of sense of the fact that you're not some sort of spammy agent that's just going to start <sighs> people's time so that's yeah. thank, thank you that's brilliant what else are you <laughs> 
that's Facebook and adverts. And we didn't sort of really sort of, you know, finish that subject before I took you off down a rabbit hole. We'll come back. Facebook adverts. What's the next thing that you're sort of talking to people about? So the next thing is kind of pulling it back to SEO and where people tend to almost get a bit derailed or too focused or kind of go down a bit of a rabbit hole. So at its heart, SEO, search engine optimization, is making your content keyword relevant to a search that somebody is doing. And basically that just means using the right keywords, using the same keywords that they're using. And you can have a really, really well optimized page that shows up for searches. But if it doesn't actually have any value, you're probably not going to see great results from it. So one of the things that I try and get people to do when it comes to thinking about their content, so can you, you might hear my dog in the background. Yeah, the dog, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's very loud. Um, One thing I do like about the fact that everybody is currently working from home is you get to see personalities in the rest of the house. I've done that somebody's three-year-old child has crawled onto their lap and decided to start in the video call. And I'll be honest, it was probably better. Yeah, so that's brilliant. I love the dog. Nice, nice. Uh, don't tell him that goes to his head. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to SEO and content, that's one of the big places we try and get people. So when they're planning what to write on their blog or on their social media, they'll look at SEO because they want to make sure it's all relevant. And they'll generally have a pool of keywords that they're targeting, keywords that they want to generally be focused on, and it will be some kind of variation of one of those or a topic around those. And while that is great from a technical standpoint for SEO, I think what a lot of people forget is who is this content actually for? Is this content for Google's algorithm or is this content for your audience and your potential customers and your fans and your visitors? And this is where we need to get people to think in a slightly different way. Um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a keyword focus when it comes to your content. You definitely should. But you need to take it away from your main pool of con from your main pool of keywords rather, and away from your super SEO focused mind to start with, and just go, what is it my audience is interested in? What challenges are they facing? Almost bring it back to the personas that you should have developed when you start your marketing journey and go, you know, what content is going to appeal to them? What are they going to want to read? Because yes, they might, you know, it might be a super popular question that they're asking, but there also might be a huge amount of articles out there. And actually the level of, you know, the level that they're at, they're not going to be interested in that specific question, even if it's keyword relevant. So as an example, there was an article that I wrote for a company that provides HR training. And as you can imagine, HR course, CIPD, HR training, like all of that was like their target keywords. But what I did for them was I went and did a bit of a look around at the kind of issues facing HR consultants and people in HR roles. And I came up with this article called um, basically the, the, you know, how can you spot and what are the effects of the halo versus horn effect? Uh, it's basically good or bad impressions, but this was a term that had a little bit of search volume, but this is, no one had really written about it because at its value, it doesn't use the term HR or any of the kind of CIPD terms. And yeah, no one would necessarily look to choose it. And I did have to fight a bit to get this article included. But basically, a year on from that article, it was their best performing article of the year. And it's because we took it back to the audience. Yes, we made it keyword relevant after a while, but we took it back to the audience, went, what are they interested in? And from there, that's when we made it keyword relevant. We looked at, you know, is it halo versus horn? Is it good versus bad impressions? Is it first impressions? And we found what was keyword relevant based on those interests. So I think it's really important to push people slightly away from SEO and just go a little bit of common sense. Like you're writing for your audience, not for a Google algorithm at the end of the day. 
Yeah, that no. Once again, you see, I love this. Is why I'm enjoying this conversation so much. Brilliant, brilliant tip. And the one thing that and uh, and the complete approach, um, the, the the methodology we we focus on. The first thing, the very first thing you have to do is understand the persona, the avatar of the of the target market. Because unless you understand the target market and the pain that that person or that business is trying to solve. Nothing else you do will make any difference because if you haven't put yourself in their shoes and thought about the pain I have to solve today or the problem I've got, which I have to solve today, and unless you're reaching out with the solution to that problem, everything else is just words. So what you've just done is perfectly illustrate. You go back to basics. You think about my target market person looks like this. This is what they're doing that day. The problem they've got to solve is this. How do I go about writing an article which appeals to them because they're going, great, there's somebody that understands my problem and has a solution for it. And the minute you do that, they go, I can trust that person. It goes back to that credibility again, doesn't it? It goes back to, thank goodness, there's somebody out there that understands me. I can talk to that person because, frankly, they get me. And if you don't, if you don't put it in those terms, and when you put it in those terms, it sounds very simple, doesn't it? But you've got to start with, What's your target market? What are they currently thinking? What problem have they got? How does my solution match their problem? And everything else from that flows. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's also an element as well, like you have to remember the context that they're seeing this content in. Quite often they'll be seeing it, you know, if we've shared it on social media, they'll be scrolling through feeds and feeds of different content. And if it's the same kind of generic content that everyone else in your industry puts out because it's, you know, keyword relevant, they're probably not going to click on it because they've seen a variation of it before. They've got a feed full of the same kind of articles. So just by really taking it back to basics and going, what do they want to read? What are they interested in? Not necessarily what will benefit me from an SEO perspective, but what are they interested in? You'll probably have a higher chance of them actually clicking on you in the first place. Brilliant, Jeff. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> so look, we've, we've, got a, we've got a few minutes left. Is there anything else that you want to sort of, before I sort of bring this to the... You tell us about where you where people can find you if they want to contact you about more information or anything else that you've talked about today, and then and then we'll we'll allow you to get back on to helping those customers because I know you've got an awful lot to do, and there's probably a dog somewhere in the background that wants to be taken for a walk as well. So, <laughs> is there anything else you want to highlight for, for 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 people now who are thinking about some of this stuff? Yeah, I mean, so one of the things I know charities are really, really struggling at the moment. I've been talking to a lot of them. And, you know, while it's great and I have lots of services I can offer them, they have no money. So I'm trying to share as many free things as I can with them. Um, and one of those is Google Ads grants, which basically gives free advertising money to charities. So if you're a charity, you are currently not running any Google Ads, look into Google Ads grants. If you just search Google Ads charities or even Google charity, it will probably come up for you because um, there's some, you know, you can get some really, and I mean like decent funding as well. It does vary based on criteria, but we're not talking little money. So have a look at that and see if it could help you out. That's a really valuable tip. That is a really valuable tip. And I know a number of people who are currently uh, struggling with their charities and I'll be pointing them in your direction. So that's really <laughs> Yeah, tell us where can people find you if they want to talk further about this, and uh, and what? Uh, how busy are you at the moment? Because you sound like you're one of the busiest person people I know. I think that's part of me, though. I just tend to make myself busy. Um, we are a good level of busy, but I've always got twenty minutes to chat with someone if they are struggling, even if that means I have to put it in at the end of the day or the very start of the day. 
Um, yeah, no, I've always got time for people if they do need a bit of advice. Uh, like I said, I'm not here to steal people's money. If you just want to point in the right direction, then, you know, come at me and I'll help you out. Um, if you want to chat, um, you can find us at logicdigital.co.uk. On there, you'll also find um, our insight section, which is basically where I put loads of help guides and write loads of blogs. Um, there's one particular piece of content that um, I'll link to and I'll share with you so you can link it as well, which is a basically everything you need to know about digital marketing for independent businesses. So if you've never done marketing before, you're not entirely sure about you know what you should be doing, if you've just had to move online because of COVID, this is a great article to read because it breaks it down in as simple a way as I can so that you have that level of understanding to either try it yourself or go to an expert who you can have a more intelligent conversation with. Yes, that is just brilliant advice. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate the fact that you've given such valuable content. Love doing this sort of thing. Uh, I hope I hope you have a brilliant Christmas. Um, thank you very much for sharing your effort. And I know you've got a festive jumper on there, so you're obviously in the Christmas spirit already. I do, yes. I've got to stay festive. It's December. <laughs> brilliant stuff, Jess. And, you know, this is evergreen content. People will be looking at this in five years' time and still getting value from it. So that's really what we're about here. We're, we're giving evergreen value content, timeless stuff. I want our stuff always to be completely timeless. And I know the minute something changes, we'll get you back on and talk about it again. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely. Thank you so much, Jeff. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Stuart. If you, if, if, uh, there'll be some links in the comments below. Have a look at those. Follow, follow Jess. She's got brilliant stuff to give away. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Jess.